Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Sunrise Apologetics. We have been extremely busy uh, this summer at uh, Joppa Baptist Church with uh, various student ministries and trips and and uh, lots to report. A um, uh, trip to the Keys was very good, our sister church down there, uh, Big Pine Key Baptist Church, uh, First Baptist Church of Big Pine Key, and uh, we were able to partner with them once again and do some excellent uh, service with some students. Other than that, it's uh, been a very busy summer of uh, COVID ministry, which is a lot of Zoom meetings and a lot of video recordings, and uh, so it's, uh, it's good to be back here making another Sunrise Apologetics episode. Um, today, I want to talk about something that has recently very much impacted me uh, spiritually in my, my personal walk, and that is the Sabbath. Um, I believe the Lord is uh, using COVID for His glory and for a lot of things, um, and for me particularly, uh, I've come to realize that uh, I need a Sabbath in my life, um, and, and, and I'll explain what I kind of mean by that, and I'm hoping that all of you take from this the, n- the necessity of rest, in the Lord, and, and, I, and I live in a uh, uh, southern uh, rural area, so north central Florida, where, where rest is often kind of shrugged off as don't be lazy, and if you, you appear to be taking a day off, you know, it's kind of seen as lazy. Um, uh, uh, it's a lot of farmers, and so there's a very great farming ideal there in the culture of, of really not ever having a day off, um, though I would dispute that, that they never have a day off, uh, knowing some of them. Uh, I know there's a lot of hunting that goes on, even even with the farmers, um, and so, uh, and uh, but this idea of rest uh, being far more physical uh, uh, and spiritual than just oh I'm tired and I need a break. This idea of a of a, a weariness in the bones, a weariness in the soul, a, a, a an exhaustion uh, exhausted state. Uh, existing within a person's heart and soul. And I think it does a lot of damage. I think it damages uh, the relationship with the Lord. I think it damages the relationship with your church, with your spouse, with your children. And, and I know that when, when I'm tired, that is when I'm more likely to say something rude or hateful or, or mean or, or, or unspiritual more than any other time is in a state of exhaustion. And so this idea of a Sabbath, this idea of a rest is something that I want to push us towards uh, uh, and, and understand a little bit. So uh, the first text I want to look at is, and we're going to look at this twice, one, once at the beginning, once at the end, is Psalm 132, 13 through 14. For the Lord has chosen Zion. He has desired it for his dwelling place. This is my resting place forever. Here I will dwell, for I have desired it. Um, so this idea of the Lord dwelling on a resting place. Uh, in Genesis, of course, we see the first uh, uh, moment of rest and a Sabbath. Genesis 2, 1 through 3, Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God finished his work, all that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all of his work. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. Then he further gives a command in Exodus 20, uh, 8 through 11. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but on the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you, your son, or your daughter, or all your livestock, um, or any servants who are within your gates. For in the six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy holy. Rest is not just a suggestion. It is a command. 
It is a command from God to take a day, a full day, and rest. Now, in our busy lives and culture, this does not seem possible. And, and, I, and I sympathize with that. I understand that, that, that the phone is always ringing. Just now, while I was recording this, I got a text about uh, the ch- uh, church service tomorrow and a, a, a role that we need to fill if someone's going to be gone. And so I get that. It's always happening, especially if you're in ministry of any kind. Um, it, it is always happening. The phone never turns off. Social media never shuts off. There's always a notification. There's always something to read or look at. Um, if you're like me, if you're in any kind of education uh, process, I'm a doctoral student, so there's always something else to write or read or, or, or work on for the, that big dissertation. And so there's almost never a moment. And then you have the mental issues of of your brain never wanting to turn off, not being able to sleep at night because you just still have these thoughts rolling around in your mind, all these things happening. And how? How do we move away from that and move to rest? And this is something very important to me that I I hope we see because I I realized in one of my books, uh, it's called The Emotionally Healthy Leader by Peter... Scazzero, and uh, excellent, excellent book, Um, but in it, it has a Sabbath test, and I took the Sabbath test, and I failed it. I mean, I just absolutely bombed the Sabbath test, because the questions were questions like this, do you take a full Sabbath day where you are with the Lord, but you do not work you do not mentally stress. You do not prepare yourself, you know, uh, 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 to continue working. A full day where you rest in God. And I realized I hadn't been. My day off uh, throughout the week is typically Monday, uh, which is nice because you get to avoid those Monday morning blues. Um, we, we really go hard all week on ministry, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Tuesday is kind of a prep day, catch, you know, work day. Um, but Monday is my day off, but I realized that I am always typically doing something. Some of that is because of me that, oh, I want to go do this project or get this thing done or, you know, do something else. Some of, some of it is me, but there are other times when there are moments where, where I can't control. So like this next Monday coming up, my kids start back to school. I'm taking them to school. And then at 9 a.m., I have a ministry breakfast with a, a couple of other pastors because that's the only time they could meet. Now, these are good friends of mine, and so I'm, I'm excited to have breakfast with them and discuss uh, some events coming up. So that's not too taxing. That's going to be very restful. So which, which kind of leads me into the next point. What is your rest? So my dad is a pastor and he's a general contractor before he was in ministry and he loves to do projects and build things and get things done. Um, he's built bridges. He's done all kinds of amazing things. And, um, he rests mentally many times while he's working physically. And I used to joke with him that, you know, that because the work, it doesn't talk back to him and that's why he he can rest mentally (laughs) while he's, uh, he's doing it. But that's a version of rest for him. He loves getting, you know, working on stuff around his house and, and accomplishing projects. Um, for me, for me, myself, rest is, is far more, um, um, uh, the feeling of accomplishment and knowing I've accomplished something. But I think for me, I find a lot of rest in being able to sit and read. And there's, there's physical benefits there because you're sitting, there's, there's the benefits of being in the AC, obviously. Um, but, but just sitting there and reading, uh, you know, a, a text of scripture, and not having to break it down as a sermon. 
and which my mind tries to do anyway, just break it into three points and, and three points, you know, sub points and all this kind of stuff. Um, but just being able to sit and read scripture without having to teach that text you're studying. This morning for my devotion, I, I'm, I'm reading through the Bible again, and and um, which I've just started reading again all the way through. And I um, I'm in Genesis six, you know, and and seven, and and Noah's Ark, and just reading that story without having to focus on different points and making sure that I, you know, I'm going to break this into a sermon and how do you preach this correctly. I was, it was so restful. It was, it was, I had so much enjoyment in this. So I, I think the example God has given us is that we need to rest. We need a Sabbath. And he's clearly done it. Six days you shall work and the seventh you should rest. So God has given an example, no matter your culture, no matter your, your work schedule, no matter what happens. Folks, you got to have a day off. You have to have a day to replenish physically and spiritually. And if you don't, you are only leading yourself to burning out, to disaster, to struggle, to hurt, pain. You have to rest. And I submit to you, all of you, that one of the reasons... We have so many struggles in this country and in our culture is because we don't really rest. We might take a day off, but we fill it with so many activities that we never get to slow down. So we have an example. The example is to rest and replenish. And what is that, replen- that, that replenishment that we need? Uh, look at Matthew eleven twenty-eight through 30. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. You will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. A true Sabbath rest is not about filling it with fun things you want to do. And I know as much as you want to go hunting or fishing and I want to, you know, uh, go take the kids, play paintball or whatever it is, that's not really a Sabbath rest. True Sabbath rest is found in Jesus Christ. He's the one with the light burden. He's the one who has an easy yoke. He's the one that will bring you peace and rest and actually give you that sigh of relief and lift the burden off of you. A true Sabbath rest. Look at the next part of Matthew 12, 1 through 8. At that time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath, and his disciples were hungry, and they began to pluck heads of grain and to, to eat. But when the Pharisees saw it, they said to him, Look, your disciples are not doing are doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath. So he said to them, Have you not read what David did when he was hungry, and those who were with him, how he entered the house of God and ate the bread of the presence, which is not lawful for him to eat, nor for those who were with him, but only for the priest? Or have you not read in the law how the Sabbath, the priest, and the temple profane the Sabbath and are guiltless? I tell you something greater than the temple is here. Now this is blasphemy to these Jews. You are not supposed to disobey the commandment of of Exodus and the disciples are plucking heads of grain working on the Sabbath, which I should point out for them was on Saturday, our calendar. Um, wasn't quite the same calendar that they had. Uh, we, of course, typically meet on Sunday as, as Protestants. Um, it doesn't matter what day you take your Sabbath on. And I know that's going to make some people upset. I'm sorry, the New Testament position is every day is the Lord's day. Every day you should be in Christ. 
the Sabbath day is the day you focus on the rest of Christ. Other days you're focusing on work, evangelism, you're, you're teaching, you're preaching, you're studying, you're doing all these other things, uh, you're working your physical job, your vocation. The Sabbath day, mine's on Monday. That's my Sabbath. And the Lord is teaching me to use it in the name of Christ. Why? Because he says, I desire mercy and not sacrifice. Verse 7, you would not have condemned the guiltless, going into verse 8, for the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. The Sabbath is not for you. Truly. Oh, I hear a Florida thunderstorm starting up. Hope that doesn't come on the audio too bad, but I'm sure it'll be all right. The Sabbath isn't for you. The Sabbath is for Christ and Him to work in you and, and, and move in you and change you and affect you. This, it is not for you just to have a day of fun, as we've said. It is to focus on the Lord of the Sabbath. True Sabbath rest is found in the love, joy, peace, mercy, and grace of Christ. It's not just a day off. It's a day to focus even more on your relationship with Christ to replenish your heart and soul. Physical rest is good, but the spiritual rest you need is far greater. And you won't find it anywhere else. You won't find it in anything else. You will only find it in the joy of Christ. That's it. I mean, that is it. Jesus he is the one with the easy burden. He is the one whose yoke is light. He is the one who will give you rest. He himself did. Matthew 14, 20, 23, after Jesus had dismissed the crowds, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. When the evening came, he was still there alone. So God gave us the example of rest in Genesis, the commandment to rest in Exodus. Now Jesus is fulfilling the new covenant in the New Testament. He shows us the example that you, sometimes you have to go by yourself. Sometimes you have to be alone. Sometimes it just has to be you and God. Where did Jesus go alone to? The mountain. And why did he go there? To pray, to commune with God the Father. These two persons of the Trinity discussing the will of the will of the monotheistic God. I am, of course, a monotheistic Trinitarian. I have a previous video on that if you'd like to watch it. He goes to pray by himself. Why? To give us the example that we need to go alone. The Bible calls it a prayer closet. Go in the closet and get on your knees and seek your relationship with God and rest in him. There is a time to pull away and to take time for yourself. A true Sabbath rest is found in Christ. It's not found in anything else. Because he's the only one who will not drain you. His burden is easy. His yoke is light. Other ministries, other ideas, other events, they will drain the, your soul. And that's okay. It's, there's a time to pour out. But you have to be poured into or you will be empty and you'll have nothing to offer the kingdom, and the people of God. Which brings us to the third and final point now. The joy of what is coming in what I call eternal rest. The question now turns to why can rest not be achieved sometimes? Well, I think there's two reasons for that. I think there's uh, we focus on things that are not godly and that does not give us rest, or there is a sin that is unconfessed in us and that is why we cannot find rest. Hebrews 12, 14, strive for peace with everyone and for the holiness without which no one 
will see God. You must have holiness in your life and pursuing holiness or you will not see God. But make no mistake, this is not a works-based salvation striving for holiness. You repent and believe. You are converted. God begins to put holiness in you. If you do not have holiness and you're not striving for holiness, then you are not saved. And I know that sounds intense, but I'm sorry. It's just the truth of Scripture. You are not saved. Unconfessed sin before the Lord will cause much strife and anxiety in your heart. You'll, have, you'll, you'll bubble and you'll burn and you'll hurt because the sin is hurting you from the inside out and you will find no rest. Confess. Repent of that sin. And you don't have to repent to me. You don't have to repent to your preacher. You, we're, not, we're not Catholic. You only have to go to Christ and repent to Him and ask Him for forgiveness and find your rest in Him talking about the focusing. Matthew 6, But seek ye first the kingdom of God in his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. When our focus is on stressful things, then that's how we will be, stressed. When our focus is on work, that's what we'll be, work. But when our focus is on Christ, the one who truly gives rest, when our focus is on him, then we find rest for our souls. Revelation 22, 1-5 says this, Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, bright as a crystal, flowing from the throne of God and the Lamb and through the middle of the, of the street of the city and on every side of the river, the tree of life with its twelve kinds of fruit yielding its fruit each month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be anything accursed, but the throne of God and the Lamb will be in it and His servants will worship Him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads, and the night will be known more. And they will need no light or lamp or sun, for the Lord God will be their light, and they will reign forever and ever. This is eternal rest. This is what God is bringing you to, not to leave you in darkness, not to leave you in in, in an eternal state of work and hurt, but rest. Eternal rest is the end of every Christian's journey of faith. So Christian, fight. Fight the good fight. Stay on the path of righteousness. Pursue the holiness of God. Stay in the easy burden and peace of Christ. Don't give up. Your eternal rest will soon be here. Like Romans says, this is but a light affliction. Soon we will be in the hopeful future eternal rest that God will give us. Let's look at that psalm text one more time. Psalm 132, 13 through 14. For the, law, for the Lord has chosen Zion. He has desired it for his dwelling place. Where is Zion? That's you. That's me as Christians. And the eternal Zion that we will have with him. God's dwelling place is with man, the Bible says. You are the new temple. Christian, You need rest. You need a Sabbath. So I want to challenge you, and then I want to pray to encourage you. Do you take a Sabbath day? Do you take a day where you do not work, you do not plan activities, you don't don't struggle and toil? You rest in God. Now, you might do something physical. You might take your kids to the springs or the beach or your family to the mall or, or something but you have to have a Sabbath day. I'm going to challenge you to look at your life 
And if you don't see a Sabbath day of rest every seventh day, whatever day that is, doesn't have to be Saturday or Sunday, then you need to make room for one. I promise you the benefits of a little less money from work will be far greater with a Sabbath day of rest before your God. So let me pray and encourage you and myself as I need it to have a true Sabbath day. Dear Lord Jesus, we come before you now, Lord, asking prayer for all those who work and toil and struggle. Lord, we ask now that you would give each of us, Lord, a true Sabbath where we could rest, Lord, and enjoy this this rest that is going to be here for all eternity. Lord, we pray now you would grant us a true Sabbath where we would not focus on just what we like to do. Lord, we would focus on you, focus on your will, and focus on your Son, our Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord, and bring a Sabbath day to each one of your people in the importance of rest in you. In your name we pray, amen. God bless everyone, and this week, if you haven't already, have a Sabbath.